Well, a few weeks ago, we talked about Facebook's new cryptocurrency, Libra, and what that meant to the world of cryptos and beyond. Well, now in the Los Angeles Times, we find a profile of a new shoe that's dropping as cryptocurrencies everywhere are trying to duck and cover from the wrath of Congress, which is all about and all over Facebook's Libra. What's the problem the government has with Facebook's crypto? What does it mean for crypto in your wallet? David Stein from Money for the Rest of Us is here. We're going to share all the Washington action on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, everyone, from Detroit, Michigan, where I make the Stacking Benjamin show with help from my partner, OG, in my mom's half-finished basement. I'm Joe Saul Sihai. And from Idaho, this is David Stein and Money for the Rest of Us. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like David from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it all your own. We do that for you six days a week now in about 15 minutes. And sometimes, like yesterday, we might go a little longer than 15 minutes if we're having fun. But we were having fun because... Mr. David Stein for Money for the Rest of Us is here one more time. We said goodbye to you yesterday. This is like your encore presentation. You know how Springsteen goes out with everybody standing up and the lighters up, and then you come back for one more. There you go. I'll try it. I'll try not to you know, keep the tears. The few, the, <laughs> the few people who don't know about Money for the Rest of This, tell us what they're missing. Oh, it's a weekly podcast. I like this show, we focus at solo shows. So we teach about investing, economy, how money works. So very much an investment focus. Uh, and we're going to link to that, by the way, today, guys, at um, moneywithfriends.net, uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And uh, by the way, I forgot to mention that today's show is brought to you by AcreTrader, Investing in Farmland Simplified. Talk about them more later. But for now, let's see who's kicking off this show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. The Money Talking Party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Our headline today comes to us from Los Angeles Times. And David, specifically, the reason I brought this up is because you and I kind of left uh, this topic a month ago with the fact that there might be more to come. And it looks like there is clearly more to come with uh, Facebook Libra. Are you shocked? I'm not. I'm not shocked. And it, it was an interesting article because the, the lobbyist actually addressed the point that we made when we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think so we'll I, into. lobbyists quoting us. Of course, it's exactly. Everybody wants a little piece of this. Uh, let's dive into it. This comes to us from the Los Angeles Times. It's written by Joe Light from Bloomberg. Uh, the headline was cryptocurrency lobby fights to contain backlash from Facebook's Libra. Facebook's Libra is already in the firing line of regulators and lawmakers. Backers of other cryptocurrencies are now fighting to ensure the fusillade doesn't take them down too. Crypto lobbyists are trying to convince lawmakers that efforts to slow or stop Facebook's virtual coin shouldn't apply to Bitcoin and other older digital currencies. The lobbying is expected to take on new urgency during the coming weeks as lawmakers return from recess and renew efforts to define and rein in Libra. 
quote, what we don't want to happen is members of Congress for the first time come in and author legislation that aims to go after Facebook and inadvertently takes out the other part of the industry, said Kristen Smith, director of the Blockchain Association, a trade group that represents several large cryptocurrency companies, including some also involved in Libra. Facebook's June announcement is trying to create a new cryptocurrency to make online payments cheaper and easier, met with shock. Shock, by the way, is not in the piece. That was me. Uh, met with swift pushback in Washington, though the project is a joint effort with Visa, PayPal, and 25 other partners, and Facebook emphasized it had no more power over the project than the others, its prominent role drew criticism from policymakers who were already concerned about the social network's issues with privacy and market power. President Trump, Treasury Secretary Stephen uh, Munition and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell have all questioned Libra. Trump said in a series of posts on Twitter in July that Libra will have little standing or dependability and that he's, quote, not a fan of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Regulators such as the Securities and Exchange Commission are also paying close attention to Libra and should choose to def- and could choose to define it as a security, a potential death knell for the project. Defenders of other cryptocurrencies want to avoid a similar fate. So I think we start here, David, with this. Do you think that Libra and other cryptocurrencies have more in common than uh, than these these uh, lobbyists want you and I to and and legislatures to believe. No, I think th- I think they are distinctly different. And the article mentions the the crux of the the crypto lobbyists. Uh, the argument is everything else is decentralized, so it's an open network. So there isn't an entity that could be charged, for example, making disclosures to be regulated. There's there's no one. That's what a decentralized crypto network is. This particular coin is called a stable coin. And so it's a closed network and you have those founding partners. One of the things that has has ticked off Facebook and they mentioned it is we're just one member and we don't have controlling interest. And they have actually pushed back to the other members like, how, how come we're taking all the bullets and the other members are saying, well, you didn't tell us that we were going to get in trouble for doing this, <laughs> right? So, I mean, they're trying to slowly back away. Uh, Facebook wants it more than anyone, maybe for business reasons, but th- it's been a really interesting development. The The one p- point I like, though, th- it is very much like when somebody mentioned one of the regulators in the article, this is like an exchange traded fund, right? Because a stable coin has assets backing it. So it has reserve, just like an exchange traded fund is a security that in itself has other assets backing it, such as stocks and bonds. And you're able to go in and out of an exchange traded fund. And they try to keep the price of the exchange traded fund in line with the value of the assets. The Libra is the same way. They want to keep the price of the Libra in line with the value of the assets that are in this reserve, which are basically government bonds and, and cash. And so you know, conceptually, it is very similar to an exchange traded fund. The irony is they want to actually regulate something that's actually safer than other cryptocurrencies. Right, right. The cryptocurrencies aren't backed by anything. So that's why they go all over the place in terms of the price. And These are, this would actually be a stable value because it is backed by a reserve. I don't want to get too much into politics, but what I do want to dive into just a little bit is regulators' ability to even, well, not even, not even regulators as much as uh, Congress people's ability to look at this. Because, you know, when we had the 
we had the head of Google on and we had Congress people who didn't even understand how a Google phone worked. I mean, then I start thinking about them and cryptos and even understanding the difference between what you said between Libra and what these other decentralized cryptos are. Do you think they're they're going to maybe mess that up? Well, I hope their staff knows. I hope somebody <laughs> knows how it works. Because, I mean, then those are quotes in the paper. So hopefully. Sure. I mean, being Congress is a tough job because you spend most of your time raising money anyway. And so I'm not necessarily expecting them to, to have all the details. And maybe part of being a politician is, is giving, you know, giving quotes without knowing exactly what you're quoting about. But uh, yeah, they, they're not going to be able to regulate other than completely outlaw Bitcoin in the U.S. or close down Bitcoin exchanges which are backed, by the way, by, by venture capitalists, which also have a very big lobby in Congress. And we'll see how it, it ends. But there isn't, they can't regulate it in the way that says, well, Mr. Bitcoin, you actually need to disclose this, this, and this at this time. There isn't anybody to go after. It's an algorithm. If I'm somebody that's inherently looking at cryptos uh, at this point, I'm, I mean, I'm just into it. Uh, uh, by the way, do you own any cryptocurrency? I do. I have about 1% of my net worth in crypto. Okay. Yeah. I have none. I, I have zero. But but if somebody's looking at crypto right now, does all of this talk in Washington kind of change the game as you're thinking about whether I start putting money into into any of these or not? Well, I mean, you, you put money in crypto only if you're willing to lose all of it. And one way you lose all the money in crypto is if Congress outlaws all of crypto. <laughs> but I, you know, there's... There are pluses and minuses to crypto. I mean, one of the biggest things, and we didn't talk about it last time, is with Bitcoin, because it's decentralized, they have to do what's called proof of work. So you have all of these computer networks all over the world running these algorithms validating transaction. Well, there's a huge energy drain for that. So one of the criticisms with, with Bitcoin that Libra doesn't have is that it's the energy consumption, the environmental cost of Bitcoin. With a, a stable coin like Libra, it's what's known as proof of stake. The partners have put up money to, to basically put out the first Libra, and they're validating the, the transaction, but it's a closed network of trusted partners. And as a result, the, the actual energy consumption to run the Libra is just way, way infinitely smaller than what it takes to run Bitcoin because of this difference between Proof of work, which is what you have to do with Bitcoin. You have to actually, everybody's trying to validate because you don't trust anyone versus a closed network where there's trust there. And so it takes less energy. It's, it's, it's so interesting. The, um, I'm thinking of on, uh, on my other show, Stacking Benjamins, we had a gentleman on from a, a, a an upcoming crypto and it was, the show was just about the birth of a crypto. It wasn't whether this is a good one or a bad one. But it was, uh, it's called Kinesis and you might have heard of that. And it's backed, it's backed by gold. And, and if you look at a, if you look at a crypto that's backed by gold and people that are in the gold industry, based on what you're saying today, that because it's backed by assets may have a similar problem that Congress is oh, yeah. having with, with, uh, and, and the whole reason, by the way, they're backing it with gold is to solve the same problem that Libra is trying to solve, right? Trying to make it so that you're using it as a currency instead of of investing in it because i don't know call me crazy i think if you're investing in crypto and it's a currency like it's there's a little 
I don't know, roller coaster ride forex exchange thing going on here on steroids. Well, you're right. As soon as as soon as a currency is backed by something, that means somebody has to store those assets somewhere, which means there's a person behind it, which means it can be regulated. Yeah. Right. The the benefit of of crypto is traditional crypto, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, is it's decentralized. There is no one to regulate. And so you just have to outlaw individuals owning it. As a U.S. citizen, you can't own crypto because it's not regulated. That's what it that's what it would have to come down to. It's funny. Which gold used to be at one point, right? Gold used to be for 70 years last century. You, It was illegal to own gold, too, in the U.S. because gold did. And it was partly backing the dollar. So Congress can say, you can't own that, and we're going to take what you own. Now, it might be hard to actually take cryptocurrency right, away. Right. But they, it could, they, you could be arrested for owning Bitcoin. That's, that's Just like you could for gold. So interesting. Uh, uh, another shoe drops, and obviously there's a lot more to come. We are going to, David and I, have our takeaways in just a moment. But first, before that, if you want to have your takeaway, if you're hanging out with us on Facebook today as we make the show, feel free to give us your takeaway from today's uh, piece from the Los Angeles Times. While you're doing that, I want to talk a little bit about Acre Trader because Acre Trader takes investing in farmland and simplifies it. You know, you look at historically farmlands at average uh, annual return over the last 10 years has been 11.5%. You look at that versus the S&P 500, that's pretty attractive. Now, you don't buy something because of what it's done. And frankly, when I look at farmland, I don't even think about the high return. I think about how boring the returns historically are in farmland. Farmland historically has not had the gyrations that you've seen in either residential or commercial real estate. And also farmland, there's less of it all the time. In fact, to a disturbing degree, there's less and less of it, which is why we're seeing institutional investors really crowding the farmland space. Now, buying a whole farm or a field, that's pretty expensive. But what Acre Trader does is takes a field and subdivides it. And now you own a little piece of a field instead of the whole thing. They work with the farmer. They collect the rent check. You get your part of the rent check. And then when Acre Trader sells the field later on, you, of course, then get your portion of that sale. There's a couple things there. Your money is locked up in the field. That means uh, that if you want to paint the bathroom, David, you can't sell a couple of... Uh, can't sell a couple of rows of corn to, to paint the bathroom. Your money's locked up, which is why you want to look at the amount of money that you put in this very carefully. And the second thing is this is only for accredited investors. And uh, you want to look up what an accredited investor is before you check it out. But when you do check it out, if you use our link, acretrader.com forward slash MWF, that's like money with friends, acretrader.com forward slash MWF. Uh, the way that they help us is when you invest in Acre Trader, they send us a little thank you. So thanks to everybody who's used our link if they invested in Acre Trader. All right, time for our big takeaway. Time for David Stein's. It's getting dusty in here. His last takeaway. takeaway. <laughs> well, my takeaway is, it comes down to, and it's probably similar to other takeaways I've given. I understand what's a speculation and what's an investment. A speculation. Is cryptocurrency. You're going to make money if it goes up and down, only if it goes up. And speculations like this can be taken away by legislation, right? They're not going to outlaw stocks. They're not going to outlaw bonds because they've been around for generations. 
But if it's a new investment and you know there's some some complexity behind it, there you always run the political risk that it could be completely outlawed and you could take a big hit in terms of your speculation. Well, and that's what I like about your takeaway yesterday, David, is uh, knowing what you own. And definitely if you own cryptocurrency and you go in with your eyes wide open, then it is what it is. And I, I like that, which is why my takeaway is very similar. It's with my portfolio. There are two parts of my portfolio. There is the ship and the ship is the portfolio that has a hull. It has a sale. It has a spinnaker sale, which is some more aggressive investments, but still all of this is the ship that's to propel my goals. Next to that ship, I have a sandbox. And in my sandbox is where I play and I have some fun with investments because for me, investing is a ton of fun. When it comes to crypto with so much on the line, I don't invest in crypto. But for me, it's the same with cannabis stocks. I invest in some cannabis stocks. I'm speculating on water, doing some other crazy things, but it's all because I'm interested, but it's not a part of the ship that's driving my portfolio with so much still to come here in crypto. I still feel like David's the wild, wild west, man. There's so much more to come and we have no idea which way it's going to go. Oh, it is. And so the crypto I own, you know, my time horizon is 25 years. Yeah. Like, we'll see. It'll, yeah. If people trust it, then it'll do well. The reason why gold has done well for millennia is people trust it. And crypto has a long way to go before it's as trustworthy as gold. You've got a book coming out with a crazy name. It's called Money for the Rest of Us. What's that all about? Well, the subtitle is 10 Questions to Master Successful Investing comes out in October. And the goal is to really, you know, one of those questions, question two is, is it investing, speculating or gambling? And it talks about how do you classify investments based on that? And so it's really questions that we should ask as part of a investment decision framework before we invest. And it is sort of the key 10 questions before you invest in anything from cryptocurrency to farmland to 30-year treasure bonds. You also have a podcast that covered this ground recently, also crazily called Money for the Rest of Us. I do. Weekly show. I've been doing it for over five years, every Wednesday. And uh, Dylan, hanging out with us, says, can we please splice in Will Smith's Wild Wild West song right after we talked about crypto being <laughs> That's a good place to leave it on. We'll link to Money for the Rest of Us at uh, moneywithfriends.net, Money for with Friends podcast.com you want to hang out with us and watch this show being made hang out like dylan and jim and everybody else who's here today head to uh, facebook.com forward slash i stack benjamins maybe a, a different way to use facebook instead of them for your crypto there david so on behalf of david we'll see everybody next time back here at money with friends This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebell and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is the amazing Steve Stewart. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>